This is a Socialist News and Views special interview. I'm Nick Schillingford coming to you from the Urban Cabin Studios in South Minneapolis with this special interview. I was recently browsing for information online and I came across the Raven blog. In particular, I read a post entitled Living in a Time of Catastrophe. I knew I wanted to speak to the author of the post, who is also the individual who runs the blog. So let's get straight to the interview now. On Socialist News and Views, we let folks introduce themselves. Just tell us who you are. Well, I'm uh, Patrick Mazza. Um, I, I do a, a blog on Substack, theraven.substack.com. Uh, I'm a long-term ta- long activist, journalist, writer. Uh, I've been at it since, since the 1980s. Uh, I've been engaged in any number of movements. Uh, really, since the late 90s, I've had a, an intense focus on climate um, and, and just, you know, the whole way we're running down the world uh, with fossil fuels and land destruction. Uh, but previously, I, you know, I've worked on, I, I, I was engaged in the um, Pacific Northwest Tree Wars in the uh, 1980s and 90s, and I've returned to that issue now and then. I, I live in Seattle, by the way. Um, let's see. Um, so I guess that's, you know, that yeah. that's pretty much me. Yeah, um, that covers it. You know, I... Well, yeah, you mentioned the Raven blog. I read an article on the Raven blog called Living in a Time of Catastrophe. It looks like there's been some other articles since. Um, the first line of that article, it says, you know, there are times when the world seems to run so much in the wrong direction that words almost fail. And I think definitely a lot of people are feeling that way, but, you know, not everybody's putting that into words. Um, you know, you mentioned the article and you mentioned a little bit, but can you just tell us about some of these things that that we're seeing, put them into words that, that are just going in the total wrong direction. It seems like there's a lot of them right now. You want to just touch well, on those? Obviously, obviously the thing that's sticking in, in, in the foreground of, of most everyone's consciousness now is the war. Um, and how this reflects a, uh, an increase in great power competition. And, you know, that's, um, exactly what we don't need in our world now we need a world that's going toward cooperation uh but instead we have uh the different power elites of different nations uh, going against each other um then we have uh climate you know so this is really the decade when we were supposed to be getting uh getting serious progress on climate to you know reduce our reduce our um, climate warming emissions by at least half. And, uh, you know, with with the whole thing of the war, instead, uh, Joe Biden just reopened federal lands to oil and gas leasing, and the fossil fuel industry is speaking with with, <laughs> with uh, a loud voice and, and being heard. I think generally, I mean, what you know, there's a whole sub-level of, um, of ecological crisis that even if we weren't 
even if carbon dioxide and the other greenhouse gases didn't um, didn't cause warming, uh, we'd still be eroding soils, forests, fisheries, um, and then of course wealth. You know the the great wealth inequality. I mean, I live uh, I live basically uh, two miles down the street from Amazon Global Headquarters. So. Um, you know, in the same town with Jeff Bezos and Bill Gates. Um, you know, I live in I live in a I live in a city with three of the nine or so men in the world with more than a hundred billion dollars. There's another another guy named Steve Ballmer, and uh, anytime I go out on a walk, I I I can't help but see people uh, people in tents, uh, people living in RVs. So it's it's pretty stark, you know, the the wealth divide and and how and how much that's increasing, and how really the you know overall the power of money is speaking so loudly in all our politics, you know, the power of the arms industry in in, in war, the power of the fossil industry in in war and climate, um, you know, just you know the, our general the general capture that wealthy elites have of, of the, uh, you know, of, of the instruments of government and the, the diminishment of uh, democratic powers and possibilities. So there's, you know, there's a lot that's running wrong in our world right now. And it, you know, it does plunge people into, into darkness and despair. It, you know, it makes other people just turn off and say, you know, I'm going to just live my life and, to, to the best because there's nothing I can do about all this, uh, which, you know, which doesn't help, but it's, it's a natural human survival reaction. So, right. I mean, I think, you know, Naomi Klein's, you know, shock doctrine comes to mind that, you know, yes. that each of these things has been such a, you know, such a shock. Some of them, you know, slower over time, but a lot of stuff that's been happening lately has been just like one thing after the other. So yeah, there's definitely a, a tendency is, especially if people aren't prepared for the shock to kind of withdraw, um, you know, and in the art, you know, in the article, you, you kind of do get down to some of like possibly how we can overcome some of this pessimism, or at least maybe how we can like reframe some of our thinking about like what we have to do. Can you, can you talk a little bit more about, uh, you know, what it says in that article and some of the other subsequent articles about, you know, how we move forward and, and what we need to be thinking about for the future? Yeah. You know, I, I'm, I'm a believer in, in people power. I mean, that's, you know, that's motivated my activism now since, uh, since the eighties. Um, I, 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 we, you know, we can't, we can't trust elites. They will serve their own interests. Uh, we need to mobilize as people, you know, there's a, um, you know, there's a study by Erica Chenoweth of Harvard Kennedy school. Uh, studied numerous con- numerous uh, civil ac- actions of civil resistance over the last century or so, and found that um, basically when when you've got the basic agreement of a population, you know, sixty percent or so on an issue, and in around three point five percent get active in one way or another, go out on the streets, uh, you win. Um, and, and that's, you know, that's, that's, I think, the model we've got to look at, you know, a mix of street mobilization, civil disobedience, 
I've been engaged in, you know, I've been engaged in civil disobedience on and off throughout my life. I was arrested in, in one of the great, one of the, in, in May Day 1971 in Washington, D.C., protesting the Vietnam War. To this day, the largest, 12,000 arrested, the largest uh, civil disobedience action in U.S. history. I was, in, you know, engaged in the tree wars, as I said, and and uh, been out in the woods, and you know, in, the, in recent years, I've been, uh, you know, on a on a on a train track in front of an oil train, and uh, in a bank lobby, Chase Bank lobby, uh, protesting their fossil fuel investments. I think we need a lot more numbers. That's that's what I feel, and 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 that is, you know, why I I you know I fight against. It, apathy and and doomism uh, that we can't do anything because the history is that we can if we if we rouse ourselves. I also think there's an importance of the power of place, uh, and that's what I write a lot about. Um, you know, in, in the Raven over recent months, I've been writing about uh, the thinking of, of great. Uh, regionalist thinkers like the historian William Appleman Williams or the urbanist uh, Lewis Mumford, who really saw that, you know, at our at our national level, you know, we're basically, you know, we're basically an empire. You know, I, I, I think, you know, I, I, right. I, I guess I, the, using the word we, uh, but, you know, we, you know, the, that's what is not what I think uh, what Appleman Williams called empire is a way of life. That's that's what we have, and and our national government is is locked up by these powers, and and is only going to become more so, I think, over the next few years as the, you know, the frankly the uh, the incompetence of the Democrats is uh, uh, causes them to get electorally slaughtered. I, I think the Republicans are going to. Are going to take Congress in 2022 and uh, and the White House in 2024, and that you know that's going to I think uh, at least have the virtue of shattering the illusions of of kind of the more liberalish people who think we can still you know we can still make progress in this system. I, I think uh, I think what's what's increasingly becoming evident is that we can't so. So we need to build local and regional centers of power that network with each other. I, I use the the, um, the analogy of the mycelial network, which is the kind of the network of fungi that that run under the soil that that really form a communications network in forests. You know, where trees and plants actually communicate with each other through this, and I. I think we should form that kind of mycelial network and look at how we can transform our own places. Um, you know, what is, you know, where can we, where can we build um, new economies and, and, and new, you know, new, new structures that actually meet human needs. So it's kind of, it's kind of a, even a regional socialism I'm thinking of. Um, you know, I, 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 and, and obviously that, you know, a good thing is that that isn't, you know, that isn't a dirty word, like it, such, right. so much the dirty word, like it used to be. Uh, I know this is, this is what your show is about. Um, 
Right. Wow, we were just, yeah, we were just down in Carbondale, Illinois, visiting the uh, Born Again Labor Museum uh, that folks have put together down there. It's like a it's like an art installation and also like a hope to be like a somewhat of a community space, um, you know, really. And what they're trying to do is push off the um, the, uh, you know, capitalist realism, you know, the the idea of common sense. Right. And try to try to start demanding and thinking about things in a, they use irrealism as their um, kind of guide for, for the art. So it's like, you know, kind of getting out outside of this realist space and really thinking about what's possible and conceptualizing things differently. And definitely the, the mycelium thing <laughs> has come up in so many, um, so many circles these days. I really think yeah. that people are starting to think uh, they're starting to get on the same page. Um, I want to talk a little bit more about regionalism, but one, just one thing from that first article, you know, kind of getting down to the interpersonal level, I know, you know, compassion, uh, was mentioned in there, you know, do you have any other words on like, you know, how do we, how do we build that better build that into our, into our organizing or into our structures or into our spaces? Um, you know, when we're working with other people, like how do you, how do you like kind of put compassion at the center of the things you do? Patrick? Well, I, you know, I think it, you know, it just comes down to simple respect for other human beings. Right. Um, and I think, you know, there is, you know, I mean, it's been commented. There's, there can be a certain intolerance in activist communities. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that uh, an intolerance for people making mistakes, um, you know, and I, I, and just, you know, you know, kind of not, not, being completely in line. I think, I think we need to treat each other with, you know, with some, you know, with some, yeah, compassion, you know, everybody, everybody makes mistakes. Right. I mean, I think it's just the basic lesson we get through, you know, all the world's great wisdom paths and, and, uh, you know, and, and, you know, through the, you know, through the socialist idea, I mean, you know, what is, what is, you know, what is capitalism? What it's, you know, what is the ism there? It's the accumulation of capital, you know, and that's right. a very self-oriented mm. uh, philosophy, you know, as Joel Bacon uh, illustrated in his book and movie, The uh, Corporation, you know, the, the corporation by, by law has to look only to its own interest. So every corporation is clinically a sociopath. Whereas, you know, all the world's wisdom past teach something like the golden rule, you know, mm. treat others like you would want them to treat yourselves. And I think, you know, I mean, on a really personal level, we, you know, on a spiritual level, you know, spirit is like not believing in, you know, like, you know, you know, some invisible world, but the spirit in which we live. Right. You know, you know, we're, we, there's a natural human egotism that we're all, you know, self we're all self-interested and we all, you know, we all are, you know, you know, we all have a care for self, but we all, we also have a, you know, a natural cooperative instinct and a, you know, and, and a a natural, you know, need for other people. And that's what we need to emphasize. So I, I think, you know, just, just that simple quality of, of trying to, you know, trying to feel, you know, feel for others, you know, trying to put yourself in the other person's shoes. I mean, it's so, it's so simple. Um, yeah, and it's, I, you know, it's, 
it's so much what, you know, I mean, it's so much where our world needs to go. I mean, I'm thinking, you know, I want to think, you know, what I get at in my blog is that we, this is a, this is a fundamental time. This is a time of, of great change that, and it's it's on a millennial scale. I mean, it's on the scale of 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 our experience as 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 in civilization, mm-hmm. where you know the past four thousand or so years, relatively short in the existence of Homo sapiens, which is probably two hundred thousand years. We we've created cities and empires and and very large systems and. And now we're kind of hitting the wall at a planetary scale. Uh, climate is the, uh, you know, climate is the obvious poster for that. You know, we've dumped so much, so many uh, greenhouse gases in the atmosphere that we are already seeing catastrophes and we're going to see more. And, and yeah, and, and this, new, this nuclear war thing that, you know, hey, everybody thought we had that solved, right? But, you know, now, right. now we have, um, you know, we have a situation where, uh, you know, where we really are at risk, mm. you know, and, and we are at risk of, a. you know, I mean, if you, if you, have stu- anybody who studied the history, the history of near misses, uh, accidents, you know, misperceptions, uh, knows that you know, we're, we're lucky to still be around. And, you know, the, the uh, studies, recent studies in, in the past few years show that we need nothing like the thousands of nuclear weapons that the uh, U.S. and Russia has to set off a nuclear winter. Right. Uh, we, you know, that would um, uh, block out the sun and, and uh, stop agricultural production and kill billions by famine. We really only, you know, India and Pakistan could do it. Mm-hmm. With their level of nuclear weapons, hundreds. So we we reached a situation where our powers have become so great. We really need a fundamentally new way of living, mm-hmm. and we've been trying. You know, we've been trying to approach this for you know for, for quite a while. Uh, different, you know, through different avenues. But it's really in our face now, Nick. Uh, we really we really have to consider. You know what we're doing here as human beings and, you know, and how long we have. Um, and, and, and that, that again, got, gets back to, you know, our, our, our power elites, you know, that rule the different nations, our economic and political power elites are, you know, they, they kind of climb to the top because they're, they're into power and, and ego and gratification right. and, and we really need to challenge that as people living in places and and start to build, you know, communities and and answers for people that um, that are not, you know, that 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 uh, don't have good answers, like all those people in RVs and mm-hmm. living in tents. You know, in Seattle, just the other week, uh, an initiative was filed to create a a city based. Uh, uh, organization to build social housing, mm. you know, which is, you know, which is like, you know, in, in Vienna, Austria, which is regarded as the model for this, uh, they have, uh, most, most of the housing is owned by the city. It's reasonably priced. It's, it ranges, you know, from in all income groups and it has quality to it. It's not like the old, um, public housing. And, and that's an area where we're, we're seeing in this country, 
uh, a housing crisis. I just read that a third of all houses uh, bought last month were bought by investors. Mm-hmm. So we see capital uh, moving strongly into the housing market because that's where they see they can they can make gains, and we're seeing rent explosions. So that's that's a solid place where you know that that's a very you know you know that's 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 a situation you you solve at the at the municipal level right and and, and that's you know and we we need to look at at you know what we can do at the municipal level in some you know in some some states um you know we we have enough enough weight to to make progress at the state level uh, minnesota is a relatively progressive state my state of washington is a relatively progressive state there are other states which are very locked up uh, in, in deeply reactionary politics where where people who are progressive are going to have to act at, at a very local level. Hmm. But I think I think we're we're being driven in that direction, you know, that and and again, you know, I, I think there's a virtue of clarity of of getting over the you know, getting over illusions and delusions uh, of where we can make change and and look to where we really can and how we can do it. Right. I, you know, I, I want to leave some time for you to, you know, say anything else you want to about, you know, how we can move forward, but, you know, just kind of thinking on a positive, uh, you know, we mentioned Lewis Mumford and, and some others, you know, th- like kind of from a positive direction, like right now in society, you mentioned a few things or like historically, you know, what inspires you or what, uh, you know, what like, uh, makes you what makes you feel a little bit better about uh the direction we're going is there are there any movements or you know other authors or or other um you know philosophers historians uh historically that you feel uh kind of make you feel give you a little more confidence when you're trying to <laughs> trying to move forward with some of these ideas yeah well you know uh, you know the last you know i've i've as i said i've been involved in the climate movement for a long time and you know, in the in the earlier days, in the '90s and you know 2000s, it was it was very much a movement of uh, you know kind of environmentalists, standard environmentalists, um, scientists, uh, some progressive business people, and 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 that movement failed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, we have we haven't had a successful climate movement yet, but I've been I've been heartened to see young people come to the a younger and and more diverse set of people come to the come to the table. I mean again the the early climate movement was very white and now there's a lot more lot more color to it. You know, a lot of a lot of young young leaders of color. And that I think that what that hardens me. Um, you know, I, I'm I, I think, you know, when I when I see Younger folks coming to the table, organizing, um, you know, in the streets, doing stuff. Uh, that really, you know, that I mean, that that is, I think, what we need. You know, I'm I'm uh, pushing seventy myself. Uh, that's hard to, you know, I don't necessarily feel that way, but right. uh, but I'm, uh, you know, but I'm 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 pardoned to see. Um, Younger people come to the table. I, I'm I'm glad that ideas that we we regarded, you know, were on the fringe a few years back, like social housing, are coming to the fore. Um, um, 
Well, that you know, those those kind of things give me hope. Um, I, I am going to delve in in coming months into a. Uh, you know, I think I think we have we we have some people we've forgotten a bit who who have who had things to offer us in the earlier time. Um, there's one uh, full, uh, a kind of a writer out of the thirties, forties, fifties named Leopold Kor who. Who, who wrote a book called The Breakdown of Nations, and he basically talked about the need to return to the small. Mm. Um, and there was, of course, in the 70s, E.F. Schumacher, who, who wrote the book Small is Beautiful. Um, and I think we need to, you know, we've had this age of gigantism, um, you know, everything getting bigger and bigger and bigger. Right. And if you look at the history of civilizations in there, as they approached their fall, you know, things all often got bigger. They reached the biggest point uh, toward the end of their civilizations. The Mayans were building the biggest pyramids. The Anasazi in the southwest were building the biggest longhouses. And today, the tallest building on earth is the Burj Khalifa, mm. uh, which is um, uh, sitting a few feet above sea level in Dubai, in the United Arab Emirates. Again, you know, uh, we we should not be um, uh, enamored, so enamored with the big, and and even regarded as bloat. And think about, you know, honor the small and the and the local, um, and uh, and the, the here now. Um, so I, you know, I, I think those are, you know, those are those are thoughts I I have. Um, right. And, uh, yeah. 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 I definitely, I definitely encourage everyone to check out the Raven, uh, blog and I will give you a chance to say the, the full, uh, location for that again. And just lastly, you know, you mentioned one, any other, um, books or other writings or other uh, blogs or anything else that you'd recommend to, uh, to folks that you've uh, seen lately that you thought were worth checking out? Let's see. Um, so my my blog again is the Raven dot uh, dot com. Let me look. Let me just look here at my uh, what I have in my uh, absolutely in my in my buttons that I stuff I'm going to lately. I'm actually going to antiwar dot com a lot lately. Um, I mean they've got a, a kind of a mix of, of views there. They you know they they're they're they are uh, tend to be um, kind of on the libertarian side, but they're definitely anti-war. Um, I'm, I'm uh, I think the uh, blog Naked Capitalism is is pretty is pretty interesting. Um, um, Sheer Post um, S C H E E R P O S T dot com uh, has a lot of I, I'm finding some good stuff there. Uh, Tom Dispatch uh, is good. Um, yeah, I think those are all um, those are all great. You know, I'm, I go to you know, of course, you know, Truth Out, mm. Comet Dreams, Counterpunch. Yeah. Uh, I, I uh, the Raven also appears on Counterpunch. So those are those are some good those are some good uh, those are some good uh, blogs and and sites uh, that that are out there now. Well, I appreciate you speaking with me, Patrick. Um, you know, we can 
end there, or if there's anything else you want to add to what we've said so far, feel free. I uh, just enjoyed this. Thank you for the uh, opportunity uh, to uh, talk to your audience, and uh, and I hope uh, I hope people will come to the Raven and uh, sign up for my free uh, free email list, and if possible, subscribe. Uh, I, I'm I'm going to keep it free, and it's you know if you can you know you know I mean you can you know you for what I'm asking for a subscription, you can you know you can get you know, probably more content elsewhere. Um, I, uh, but, um, but I, you know, it's just an, you know, support for what I do. Um, so I guess that that's my pitch, but, you know, sign up for my free email list so you can uh, keep up with what I'm doing. Yeah. Well, I definitely uh, recommend everybody check it out and if they can support, um, yeah, great stuff you're putting out and thanks so much for chatting with me. And thank you for having me on. <laughs> and that's our show. Thanks for listening. As always, you can email us your thoughts or responses at socialist.news.views at gmail.com or just reach out to us on Facebook or SoundCloud. Thanks. This has been a Socialist News and Views special interview.